Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in New Jersey. I'm going to say my last legs of being here in New Jersey. Joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand. What's up, John? How you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. I see the light. The light is bright. It is dangerous out there. You always think the light uh, train hits you too. Remember that. (laughs) This is a good point. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll find out soon enough. We'll find out soon enough. And uh, joined again by Arlen, who is not abroad uh, and in Manhattan. Not Manhattan. Yes, Manhattan. Yeah, Washington Heights is in Manhattan. It's on the. It's I. Yeah, but it's close to the Bronx, so that's why I'm always like, wait, 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 double check. It's not it's that close. close. It's, well, it's closer than than you, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So anyway, anyway, how's it going? How you doing, Arlen? Good. Um, everything's pretty much the same here. Yeah, I was actually in Brooklyn uh, shortly before we recorded. I took a ride, needed to get some stuff to uh, get ready for this wedding that I have to go to. So. Brittany's wedding is in less than two weeks from the time we're recording this. And yeah, needed to, needed to pick up some stuff, needed to pick up some, uh, some shirts and do I have everything? Am I prepared? I don't know. Am I going to be at a, at a higher risk than usual of getting this, uh, getting this disease? Yes, but got to do what you got to do. You know, when you're, when this is a bride's man's duty and God damn it, I'm going to, I'm going to fulfill it. How are you getting there? I'm driving. Okay. Also, you're not going to fly. No, because flying flying to the Outer Banks seems stupid because you have to basically fly into like Raleigh or something like that, and then you still have to drive four hours. So by the time you do all that stuff, you might as well just drive down the eight hours, eight and a half hours it takes to get down there because the door-to-door is probably about the same. Are you driving by yourself? Solo oh, yeah. trip or are you awesome. carpooling? Solo. So you're going to get through your backlog of podcasts in 16 hours of driving. I'll get through about half of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, I've, I've never actually drove down, uh, down South like that. The furthest I've driven down is, um, is just to the Jersey shore to ocean city, New Jersey, and maybe a bit past that. So every year going to Savannah down I-95, I would highly recommend that you do not speed through Virginia because they will flag you and they will give you a ticket. That's a, that's a pro okay. Do not speed down I-95 going through Virginia. Do not. They have more cops down that corridor than anywhere else in the U.S. And if you speed, they will pull you over if you go over it at the slightest amount. So do not speed really? through Virginia on I-95. So what I've, what I've heard somewhere or I've, or I've just made up is that the magic number where they won't pull you over for a ticket is nine miles per hour over the speed limit. So that's usually as fast as I go. Maybe if you're a white guy. on a highway for like those long, <laughs> yeah, maybe, I was, maybe, you know, maybe this, maybe my rules only apply to me. And again, we actually drove down I 75, but I have made made that trip through I 95. Um, but any of those places, anytime you're driving through any of those interstate highways and you start crossing multiple States and you have out of state plates, it's an easy way for them to get revenue, especially at the beginning of the of the month. So I'd just be very careful. And if you're black, do not yeah, speed gonna... because hate to break it to you, it's it's still happening. They still will pull you over for going one mile over and try to check everything. So, all right, I'll, I'll consult with uh, with Brittany about this as well. She's she's made this trip more times yeah, as well, Brittany especially recently. Yes. And have you ever driven across that bridge, the one between like Delaware and I guess that goes into North Carolina? No. 
or to Virginia. There's it's the one where they filmed Mission Impossible Three. That one. Okay, sure. Yeah, apparently it's a cool bridge. So looking forward to driving over that thing, um, and yeah, just making a six and a half hour drive uh, all by my lonesome. The last time I made a drive that long was the last time I went to Buffalo, which was about the last time I drove to Buffalo. That was probably like ten years ago now, maybe nine years ago. So that's not anyway. a far drive though. Buffalo to New York City is what six, seven hours? Six hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's only an hour longer. Okay, fair enough. I always gotta I remember that it. when you I'm live not. in New York City long enough, driving's a big deal. It just is. It was a big deal for me when I'm like, oh, I it's not. Well, I, I keep in mind, I didn't. I didn't grow up in New York City. I grew up in the burbs, so sure. I drove a lot. So that that doesn't really. It's not a big deal. I'm not seeing this as a big deal. Okay, cool. You're I don't making even have a, a driver's deal. license, so <laughs> I can't wow. drive anywhere. I got to say, Joe, just drive making this drive from from this from my apartment to uh, to where I am now, and going through Manhattan on the way back and go through the tunnel. I was just like, I couldn't do this every day. I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do this this driving commute every day. No way. Public transportation is is the shit. Like that's the way to do it. How's traffic no doubt. in New York? Is it seem like it's going back to normal from the last time you drove? Yeah, it was a nice day today. So I feel like people going out of the city, maybe going out for hikes, getting some getting out doing something. Um yeah, I, I didn't go back one route because there was just complete bumper to bumper traffic on the on the Belt Parkway going onto the Verrazano Bridge. I was just like, where are all these people going? Where are they coming from? <laughs> yeah, but, that really surprises me. I feel like, mm, well, I don't know. I guess if we had a car or like any way to drive anywhere, we would probably be driving away from here. So I yeah. guess I get it. Yeah. Like you can go for a hike, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a guy. I don't know if I told you this. When I went to, I, I went on a hike. I went to. I was on the Appalachian Trail. This is a couple of weeks ago. I went. Uh, just like, gotta go out. It's a nice day. I'm gonna go for a hike. So, forgot the name of the area that I went to. The state park. Go on this trail. Past this guy who stopped me to say, "Hey, just so you know, there's been some uh, bear sightings around here." I'm like, oh. Hmm. Okay. Uh, did you see one? He's like, no, I didn't. But somebody, some, somebody's been telling me about that. I said, like, okay. I said, like, what do I do? So he's like, oh, just make yourself look big and say, go bear, go bear. <laughs> which sounds like you're, which sounds like you're rooting for the bear at that point. So I, I don't know if that's the best plan. But anyway, this guy told me that he was hiking from Georgia to Maine. Wow. And by this point, he was New York, and this is like a, I think he's he was like a sixty year old guy doing this doing this hike and all he had was this backpack on and he was telling me he do, he's trying to do like 20 i think he said 22 miles a day wow. and he thinks that he's going to get to maine by the end of july so he'll stop places to to resupply and sometimes his wife will drive up to meet him to resupply him he'll do his laundry you know when he when he needs to but yeah 22 miles of hiking a day to go from georgia to maine Wow, that is uh, and where some is he adventure. stopping to camp? I wonder because um, stop anywhere, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean that is a thing, like long distance hikes like that. I I was thinking about this recently because um, a friend of ours who left the city uh, and went back to Arizona when the lockdown started, she and her family are now on um, like a car camping trip. Um, I guess they're coming here and then they're going 
somewhere else. I forget where. Hmm. Um, and I kind of started thinking about like, I've done, I've done car camping, you know, before. Um, and I don't know what the risk would be like coronavirus wise, you know, like, I mean, they have like public bathrooms if you're actually camping oh, in a yeah. campground and like, I'm wondering, yeah, if you're hiking by yourself, you know, and you're just pitching a tent wherever that's different. I think there's like not much risk to that. That's what this guy's um, doing. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just Meanwhile, thinking about like yeah. other camping alternatives and like what, the risks are and whether that's like a smart thing to do or not. I don't know. If your hobby is camping though, and you're just doing this, you know, set up a tent, stay in the woods, do your thing, you know, shit in a hole, that kind of camping. <laughs> that's, um, that I think that's the technical term for it. Shit in hole, tent, uh, shit in a hole camping. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if that's, if that's what you're doing, then coronavirus really hasn't impacted your hobby in any way whatsoever. You're like, perfect. I can keep doing the thing I want to do and get out there. Uh, meanwhile, my dad just bought a, um, a pull along trailer, like a, uh, he bought the tab 4,000 camper. (laughs) It's like this teardrop shaped thing. John, do you know what that is or no? I'm I'm guessing it's just a camper that you pull along on a trailer. Um, but I haven't heard. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, Pulls it with his uh, truck. Yeah, with it's, like his, uh, sti- it's like one of those old style sort of dome campers. Um, yeah, it's drop. like a teardrop yeah. shaped. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. He asked me if I would uh, if I'd go on a extended trip with him and stay in the camper. My answer was, eh, I mean, you know, not, not really in the headspace right now. I don't I don't want to say no to anything per se, but at this moment, not not really about that life. Wow, these so where does he want to go? <laughs> no, no, they're not. Where does he? He's already talking about uh, a long trip through Yellow Yellowstone National oh, Park. Oh, have you ever that's been people to Yellowstone? Do. No, it's so it's, it's cool. beautiful. Yeah, it's so gotta go worth before it. it explodes. It's worth going. Honestly, you should go. It's so beautiful. And like and like I said, eventually I might be down for that trip. At this moment, eh, I don't know. <laughs> Why not? What else are you doing? Yeah, what else are you doing? Well, I can't I can't do anything right now, right? Like that's that's kind of the problem. I got to go to North Carolina and get this get this virus. Right. That's what I got to do first. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Well, after I you get the virus and then you quarantine for a month, then you'll be free to go anywhere, right? That's how it works. Yeah. Cuz that's, that's what you guys are trialing in the US anyways, right? Herd immunity. Just catch it as fast as you can. Hope that you survive. Trying, trying's a strong word. <laughs> trying's a strong word. Yeah, I mean, I'm we're, not we're sure forcefully to do anything here. <laughs> yeah, I think we're just like tired of it. I think people are just tired of it. Like, oh, it's done. It's done. Oh, I saw a great chart. Span, just like you know, I'm so bored with Corona. I'm just, I'm done with it. I'm just done with corona. these clowns. <laughs> these these clowns waiting in line for days, literally days, for this Tulsa, Oklahoma rally that Trump's <laughs> having. There is a, a guy at CNN was interviewing, and he was saying like, some people here straight up say it's not real like that's the kind of people that we're working with and those are the kind of people that the president is appealing to so that's the thing he's saying the guy who's supposed to lead us all is saying the thing that's already killed 120,000 people or maybe it's 130 now is um is not real it's a, it's just and like a miracle it's gonna go away and yeah it, it's so 
it's so stupid. I mean, they, I'm literally looking at a tweet right now that came up that says six Trump sta- campaign staffers test positive for COVID-19 ahead of Tulsa rally. So it's going to be around. It's going to get there. And, you know, I don't wish death upon, I don't wish death upon anybody, but I do wish a bad case of the sniffles on these people. <laughs> so Godspeed. Yeah. Godspeed, Trumpers. Well, anyway, the only way that oh, go ahead. people like that are really going to believe that this is real is when it actually happens to them or someone that they love. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just quote unquote fake news, you know? Yep. So, yeah. There was the guy there who was reporting. There was a dude following him around with a sign that just said fake news. <laughs> and he was just in the shot the whole time. So, anyway, uh, Let's get into the into the show here. Talk about some real stuff, not not some fake news. You know what I'm saying? Um, Arlen's been listening. We've been having some conversations, so let's start there. Arlen, you can now give John all the shit you want. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's inaccurate. Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, do you want to kind of introduce like what it is that you feel like you need my additional perspective on? It's not about do I. It's just about more like further the conversation. So for the last couple of weeks, John and I have been having our own conversation. Again, John being the representative of all black people and me being the representative of all white people. And that seems sufficient enough. But you texted me some things that you yeah, said. Hold, no, hold on, hold on, not hold on. It that. seems sufficient well, enough for you. I, I, multiple I, times, I am not. I, I am not being serious. I am being facetious. I, I Jesus Christ. Times Come on. I, you look, sometimes I don't know if you're joking, but I've immediately said I am not equipped to talk about this. But because I'm the only one here that seems to be more equipped than the other guy, I'm going to speak on this the best that I can, making whoa, multiple whoa, whoa, qualifications whoa, whoa. that I'm not equipped to do this. So before you, before I am you equipped. Throw me under the bus, I am equipped to voice it. I I am well equipped to voice an opinion. Now, is it an accurate, (laughs) informed opinion? No, in most cases. No, absolutely not. Is it based on a lot of CNN and Don Lemon's input and stuff my grandmother says? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. So look, all I, I think from my end, to clarify, like the, the J.K. Rowling stuff is very difficult to talk about when you're a straight man of any color, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Yep. Like, I, we sure. shouldn't be like this isn't really our place to discuss whether or not what she's talking about is in any way factual or correct <clears> versus <throat> what the LGBTQIA plus community is talking about. Me and Jason, are, you know, we are not equipped to do this because we don't live in those. We're not really actively involved in those communities at that way. Um, so yeah, like, I, I just think that like from just a woman's perspective of what JK Rowling is trying to discuss is what I would personally really appreciate because I don't have that perspective on this podcast. So yeah. Absolutely. yeah. And I, and I also like more opinions on the, on the cancel culture thing just yeah. because, you know, well, let's talk about the cancel culture a second. So first I, I want, um, to talk about your conversation about, J.K. Rowling's um, transphobic comments and, you know, sort of what she's been saying on social media. Um, and I want to start by saying that I think, John, you actually did a really good job of presenting a lot of um, information to Jason in that first conversation that you were having. 
And That's not what you said to me. You said. <laughs> I said, oh, God, Hagen. you guys really did need me on this episode. Yes. No, 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 no. You said. Schooling you so far. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Schooling. I was waiting for the schooling line. There you go. I just want to make sure that we're clear. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I, what I wanted to add, though, was kind of a, a blind spot in um, in the argument that John was trying to make. Um, and what I said to you in my text was explaining why people who menstruate is an important term and explaining why acknowledging nuances in gender identity don't minimize women's issues. Um, uh J.K. Rowling saying all of that is basically the same as saying that all lives matter uh, applied to gender instead of race. So um, let me see if I can do a better job of explaining this. Not all women menstruate uh, for a whole bunch of different reasons, either because they are trans or because they've had a hysterectomy because they had cancer or because they have gone through, uh, menopause. Um, and people who menstruate includes a whole bunch of people that may not identify as women either because they are gender nonconforming or because they are trans men, um, or because they, are, you know, intersex or something like that. Um, and so semantics in this case uh, are important because when you decide that you should just use the term women to really mean people who menstruate, then you erase all of the experiences and really the existence of all of the people who fall into that, those other categories that I mentioned. Um, and so in doing in in erasing those people that's doing harm whether jk rowling uh wants to acknowledge that or not like whether she you know whether she quote unquote agrees with that or not when someone is telling you hey using this language is harming me um it's important for you to listen and try to understand why that is. And it's not, the problem isn't saying the wrong thing, it's what you do afterward. So in this case, instead of listening and saying, I understand that I'm doing you harm, um, and trying to understand and do better, she's just doubling down on this harmful rhetoric um, by saying that, using a term like people who menstruate is uh, detracting from or minimizing um, the issues of women. And that's not true. So that's kind of the nuance that I wanted to add. Absolutely. Again, that's perfect. Because, <laughs> yeah, I totally yeah. sort of said, hey, this is a semantical. To me and you, Jason, it might be semantical. But Arlen perfectly summed up why me and you are not equipped to have that depth of a conversation. Because she pretty much completely said all the things that I was like, yep, everything she said is absolutely right. So, Yeah. But now, I do want to push back on the idea that you can't have these conversations or be equipped to have them. Um, I think some of the confusion that Jason was expressing in the initial conversation when he brought up this, um, you know, this media story 
um, you know, a, a little bit of research could have actually uh, educated you on some of this without um, me telling it to you, right? Um, and I think, John, you got most of the way there on your own. And I think it's probably because of some of the experiences that you've had or the people that you um, interact with. And, you know, I am a woman, but I'm not queer. I'm not trans. Um, and I, me explaining this to you is an act of allyship, right? Um, sure. Because I'm taking that work and doing it uh, so that someone else who this is their lived experience doesn't have to do that emotional labor yet again. Um, and so I think it's important for us to own those responsibilities too. And like, as we learn and grow, then take the opportunity to do some of that emotional labor um, when we can. Yeah. Again, I think the, and again, this is probably a bit more of a blind spot. I mean, and you're right. Again, I've done more of this type of training and discussion in the last year. And most of it becomes uh, is because of being a manager, right? When you're a manager, you if you're if you're actually actively interested in treating human beings the way that they want to be treated, regardless of where they come from, you take an interest in these types of things, right? Mm -hmm. um, where, I, where normally you just go about your normal day. And if you don't come across any different types of people than the ones in your local area, then, of course, you really see no need to educate yourself or change. Um, but again, I think Jason brought up a very good point, which is that the, the, the goalposts for this move very quickly and very often. And so th there is a bit of like trying to keep up with it when you're not part of those communities, I find to be very tough sometimes. Um, because you might have thought something six months ago that now has completely changed because the way that information and stuff sort of feeds through social media, which I'm not on, um, mm -hmm. can be very quick. And so I think that's part of it where it's like, yeah, like you said, like it's okay to make those mistakes, but you need to acknowledge the fact that, hey, I, I'm now realizing as I listen to you that this is doing harm and I want to correct my behavior is the most important part of all of this, which seems to be what she's not doing. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah. Like I think Arlen, the way you part of growing. Yeah. Yeah. Arlen, the way you, the way you put it is makes sense. That clears it up. Uh, and I think, you know, I, I don't think for me, my, I, it was like another symptom of the cancel culture thing. And I think to your point, and kind of reconciling that with what I was saying, the larger problem to what she said is the follow-up more so than the, the first post she made. But that first post she made was also one that was met with a distinct ire. So it seems like that started out of something from ignorance where you can at least take for ignorance. And if the follow-up was, okay, well, let me, let me try to understand this more and then try to be like, oh, okay, I was wrong. Sorry. Yes. Now, now I've learned. Now we can move on. We're good. It was just more like, no, let me write this article about how I have a trans friend, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is what she did. And yeah, it's a little, it's a little gross. And I, st I still think there is a chance to learn and move forward. I'd, I'd like to give the benefit of the doubt when possible. Uh, but it's, it, you know, it, it's all it's all very new. And, and the more you try to like go against the grain and not try to have that empath empathy and understanding, the more off putting it can be towards more people. So I can see the issue. Have you read the original article that she was talking about? Cause 
No, I, I didn't only skimmed it. No. it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm curious to know if that article actually wrote women instead of people who menstruate. Would that actually change the context or meaning? Would that then be offensive for people? But I suppose that also depends on reading the article itself. Well, my understanding was that it was an article about making uh, menstrual products um, available to people who need them, right? Yeah, that was my understanding as well. I skimmed through it. I didn't fully read it, but that's what it was. Because, again, even here in New Zealand, there's a big push of actually having these things readily available. Because, again, it's one of those things that if you think about how expensive some of those products are, it's kind Mm -hmm. of ridiculous that that's not supported by more social services when you find out that there's people who are close to or below the poverty line who can't afford basic you know, supplies for, you know, maintaining their menstrual cycle. It's like, it's just, it's very, like, it's something that's a complete blind spot to me of realizing that like, wow, you know, you're right. Like you got to pay a lot of money over the course of your life to be able to buy these products when there's people who can't afford this stuff. And so why is that not more readily available in public spaces and schools, especially for young women who, you know, who move into puberty and then they're at school and they don't have access to these supplies, um, and so that's what the article mostly was about, which is why it's like, I don't necessarily think you needed to qualify. Like it literally just people who menstruate that kind of qualified everything. And JK Rowling <laughs> took her ridiculous offense to it, which is why it's odd. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like in that context, it's actually especially important to use the right inclusive language because, um, you do want to acknowledge that it's not just women who menstruate. Um, And, you know, there's already such a struggle um, for trans people to have access to, you know, public restrooms that make them feel comfortable and, you know, don't like put them in not not only an uncomfortable situation, but dangerous situations. And so, yeah, I mean, I I think it's important to um, make sure that we're not excluding um, the people who sometimes have the hardest time gaining access to, yeah, menstrual products, um, maybe because they don't identify as women. Yep. Yeah. All makes sense. All pro- I have no argument to make against that. I Again, I'm, I'm at a place of ignorance. Um, but let's move to the – so let's shift to the actual – question about cancellation what do you think about the idea of canceling jk rowling or better yet cancel it's more actually it's a more interesting conversation to have i think where you talk about people who are like removing their harry potter tattoos and actively saying oh harry potter's canceled now this is a problem like there's an unannounced harry potter video game come out so is there concern now with the performance of that game like what do you think about canceling properties that are created by the by those um, by those creators and or the creator themselves as an idea of being canceled? I think it's a really tough question in this case. And I think it's a, a different question from the one that you were talking about with Chacha Macha. Um, 
Well, you could you could give the opinion on that as well. Happy to talk about uh, the. I'm always happy to talk about cha cha matcha. You won't let this tea go, man. <laughs> I think it's. I think they're two different things, right? Um, I think John, you talked about um, when when you guys were talking about cha cha matcha. I think um, you know you made the good point that like a, a company can. Um, remove a a problematic CEO and um, continue on as a company and change their, um, you know, the values of that company. Um, And that's a different situation from a content creator um, or, you know, an artist or an author expressing problematic personal views. um, And how should that affect how we consume their content? Um, I have been thinking about this because I am a Harry Potter fan. Um, and I don't really know a whole lot about JK Rowling as a person. Um, I've heard various sort of, you know, questionable things about her over the years. Um, I've heard like lots of good and lots of bad. So... I mean, it sounds to me like she has a lot of work to do. Um, and I, I don't think that it's necessarily, I don't think that she's out here promoting hate speech. Right. So I think she's kind of, she's expressing some problematic opinions that she needs to kind of take the time to educate herself better about and do some more listening, um, and more interacting in communities that are, Um, you know, maybe not the ones that she normally, uh, surrounds herself by. Um, but the good news is that she is a, she's still a living person who can do that work and can try to achieve that growth. Um, so like, I'm not burning all my Harry Potter books over here. You know, I'm kind of waiting to see what happens. That's good. Let's just say that's Um, good. Don't, don't burn books. (laughs) Yeah. And also like, it's dumb to get rid of things that you've already spent money on, um, to like make a point because you, you already spent the money, you know? On that yeah. And I think that for that some, thing. for something like Harry Potter, cause we didn't actually talk about the actual cancellation of Harry Potter last mm-hmm. episode was like the, that world is still what you like and what you love. Mm-hmm. Even if it was created by somebody who as views that are somewhat distorted based on, you know, this is a very particular view and it could be coming from a place of ignorance. And let's be honest, likely is. And it's just a matter of how you go, whether you lean in or lean out, but there was nothing of malice that was created in Harry Potter that really reflects those views. So to say it might just not have anything to do with those views. So I think for a property like Harry Potter, enjoy it. And let's be real. She, I think Harry Potter should have been taken away from her when she did Fantastic Beasts. And the second one made the really insured that point because those movies suck. They are <laughs> terrible movies. And then, and yet they the, terrible, but. they're not good. Okay. It, what happens in the second Fantastic Beasts movie? Go ahead. Tell me. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. You don't know. And you've seen the movie. There is nothing memorable about that movie. It just things happen for no reason. It's bad. It's like, okay, cool. You made a great series. You made seven, eight books, right? No, seven books, seven, eight movies. I've watched the movies and they're good. So 
that's cool. You're done. Um, that that's all a thing that's in your past. That was when we liked you. Everything that happens after this point. Oof. Good luck. Don't take away your Harry Potter tattoos. You know, these views do not impact whatever thing that Harry Potter touched you with. And it's not Harry Potter that is saying some hateful shit. So you can decouple this brand from them. It could be harder with other brands like people who have Bill Cosby tattoos. Yikes. Uh, That's different. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that there are a lot of shades of gray in these, you know, what we're supposed to do with public figures who you know, express opinions that might be out of touch or problematic. And I think there's, there's definitely a big difference between, um, you know, saying like really hateful things versus saying ignorant things. And that doesn't let people off the hook for being ignorant. It just means that they need to own the fact that they have work to do. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's a complicated question. Um, I think it's also important to remember that, like, when she did write those books, it was a long time ago. Um, and none of us were, like, as woke about this stuff as we are now. So, um, you know, she's clearly behind the curve. And she also sort of represents uh, a particularly... Um, a particular version of white feminism that, you know, has, has been um, interrogated much more recently and right, rightly so. Um, So I think she's kind of, she is becoming sort of a symbol of a problem within the feminist community. Um, and so I think that's part of the reason that it's blowing up so much as well. And I, I believe the term is TERF, trans-exclusionary yeah. radical feminist, is the is the term of what the community uses for the specific type of feminist, um, where they sort of very hardly trans-exclusionary and saying that, hey, you know, we are we are not necessarily for the rights of these people the way that we are for the rights of other things that feminism tries to tries to push forward. Um, so yeah. it's just, yeah, it's like a very specific sort of group that people are starting to sort of identify, um, just based on their language. Yeah. But I mean, I, I've like, I've heard and read, um, plenty of things about, um, you know, this same issue coming up with, um, doing anti-racism work at the same time that you're doing, um, feminist work and, you know, that white feminists have, you know, also push to exclude race issues because it's going to detract from the message, you know? Um, and that's also a huge problem. So this is like an ongoing thing, right. Of, um, saying that these, you know, all of these issues are interconnected and trying to separate them out and say, you know, we can't protect the rights of these people because it's going to hinder the progress of protecting the rights of us is it's just incorrect. Well, look, it's very interesting because I, I, be- I believe this is a Chappelle quote from a special of basically talking about white women's place in all of this. If you want to talk mm-hmm. about racism and sexism and all of this, where it's like, white women, you were part of the heist. You just didn't like you were part of the cut. Mm-hmm. It's like you benefited more than any other group from the current system that we live in other than obviously white men. But you were a beneficiary of a lot of this, yet it seems like some of the loudest voices come out of that 
group. And again, I think it's just a it's a very it's an interesting time for all of this, whether it's race or sex or even religion. Like it's an interesting time for everything. Where again, this is going to keep happening. This isn't going to stop. There's going to be people who express their opinions, and they just might be on the wrong side of history with this opinion. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's just gonna. It's a very interesting time because I've seen this with everything. I've seen it with artists releasing music, where a certain group comes out of the woodwork and goes, "Oh, you said this specific thing in your line of a lyric, and so now you know you shouldn't be speaking for this specifically within the black community. The black community doesn't agree on half of this stuff as it is. So it's just mm-hmm. very interesting that there's a lot of these types of examples coming up, and it's not gonna stop. So it's just whether, again, Jason, I think it's going to be hard for you specifically just because it's like if you're not re- like cancel culture is not going to stop. We are canceling more people than ever. And it might be because something that seems extremely innocent or would have been OK a year ago, six months ago is not going to be OK tomorrow. And that's hard for yeah. some people to try and figure out. Yeah, I think I go back to the whole the idea of cancel culture as it is and the what what canceling actually means. And I think people don't know what it means beyond the word of canceling. Even the people who say you're canceled, you're canceled, you're canceled. They don't have a, then what? They don't actually have a respect for the learning process. They don't, they're not really looking for JK Rowling to make, and I'm using they very liberally here, um, but they're not using they, they're, they're not using the term cancel as a term of rehabilitation, check your shit, get educated, then come back to us. No, you're, you're cutting, you're, you're getting rid of your tattoos. You're, you'd be like, Nope, it's over. She's canceled now. Well, that sucks. Like, well, hang on a second. Are you not going to give them a chance? Are you not going to let them come back? Like what is, you don't actually have a plan. The word cancel is very toxic in my opinion, because it's actually trying to put a definitive endpoint on something or someone in worst cases who all they've had it as if is have an ignorance of, of an is have an ignorant opinion of something at the worst at the either an ignorant of opinion or a disagreement of an opinion like with the in the case of the chacha macha guy just because yeah okay he was a republican he liked trump that was that was his crime in that case and then for something like um I think and then and then in this case there's an ignorance <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, no but i i understand that trump has done a lot of bad shit and that I, I get big, it like big difference between being a republican and continuing to support donald trump even after you've been watching all of the harm that he's done to this country and the world and you know literally taken many lives um over the last you know three and a half years i think there are plenty of people who naively you know bought into whatever it is he was you know brainwashing people with in 2016 and voted for him who have since kind of woken up to the fact that this is a really bad situation and this is a really bad man and it's very you know there's a big difference between um like fiscally conservative Republicans and what this guy is. So I would argue I that Trump's not a Republican. No, no he's not. He's not. Exactly. He's yeah. A terrible so, human being. Yeah. So it's got nothing to do with himself. party lines. It's just right. like, again, I, yeah, I don't, you don't I don't I, disagree I with any Trump of that stuff. A Republican. It's like, I don't, there's a lot of Republicans that Arlen just said that do not agree with Trump at all. Yeah. But I, I worry that a lot of the people like those 35%, 
of the people that are his face that he's always talking to, they're not Republicans, as you say. They are anti this stuff. They are anti woke. They are anti science. They are anti, you know, whatever the establishment was. They're anti all that. Things aren't working out for them, so they say "fuck you," and they'll just do that for anything. They're anarchists. They're you know, they're, they're people who we may or may not have been friends with before on the hockey team, who you know, who live on Wall Street, who may, who just have to always talk shit about the worst parts of the of the liberal movements that are going on they're the people who are watching fox news and buy into everything Hannity says where he's taking down any little thing that uh liberals are doing they're the ones who say uh that joe biden has alzheimer's they're those people they might not be pro-trump but they are heavily anti these people and this thing going on that's and therefore trump is their avenue because he is effectively taking down all those things in their in their names like it's yeah all right he's doing the thing that i want to kind of in that he is sticking it to the libs you know that's that's what their methodology is that that's the only kind of trump sport i really understand otherwise to your point and not not that i am not that i empathize with them no i think that's an awful way to to support somebody i do not support trump he's a moron he's dangerous he's fucked up i mean he's fucking up everybody's life right now so i feel it uh in in a few ways so it's like that that issue cannot be you can't um you know that that's just one part of it when somebody's canceling somebody over a photo that was taken who knows when i don't know the guy's politics i don't know any of that stuff and yeah is that a reason to cancel something i don't know maybe but it's just the idea of a cancellation matcha guy now are you talking about someone else no just in general i guess uh but a little bit about the chacha matcha guy because it just has to go back to that but i know (laughs) now apparently according to greg there's more stuff wrong with the guy that i don't know about so fair enough fair enough i don't i don't know about that stuff so i think people are i think I think if you find out that someone still supports Donald Trump at this point, they are much more deserving of being fully canceled than, you know, someone who's like JK Rowling, who's like making problematic statements um, because she is ignorant and needs to educate herself. I think it's, it's not because like I said, it's not about a difference of opinion. It's about feeling like, you know, it's about supporting someone who fundamentally says, like, some people are more deserving of life than others, which is literally, you know, what Trump is about. So you're revealing yourself as, like, truly uh, a racist, misogynist, garbage person. Yeah, well... That be true as it may, in my opinion, I I disagree with that. Just because I think there's more nuance to people, and I when if somebody supports Trump, my first reaction would not be okay. We're it's over. You're done. I would ask I, I'd ask them questions. Like I'd be more curious about. it. I'd be like, oh, hey, remember that time he said there's good people on both sides. Like, do you do you support a guy who sympathizes with white supremacists? Then, like, I'd want to know what's going through the head because it could be as simple as. I want a Supreme Court justice that will um, I want a Supreme Court justice that'll um, that's pro-life. That could be the only thing that's going through the head. I have I disagree with that sentiment. 
but that is some people are single issue voters and there is one guy that will get them the thing that they want for that issue and all the other stuff just yeah it comes in the package you have to you have to own that just as much as everything else but hey if that's the if that's the pill i have to swallow to get the thing that i actually care about uh, and see that's well then, and that's right holy so hardly disagree with you of you cannot just say okay well because of this one issue i'm willing to forget everything else that this dude has said i'm not saying it's right i'm saying that that is again i i I agree with arlen where that's inexcusable to me yeah like you can't tell me that you're just oh well i just vote for the guy because i'm pro-life regardless of of literally the you know bragging about assaulting women or bragging about white supremacy or bragging about any of those things no no one of those things outweighs the other they're all on equal oh, yeah. levels as far as life is concerned, right? So how are you going to be pro-life, but then you're happy with black people being killed? Like, that makes no sense to me at all. And so I, you just can't excuse the – again, I think that's a, that's a real easy cop-out for people to just sort of, you know, whistle through the graveyard and ignore the fact that, well, not only am I voting for pro-life, I'm also voting for white people to be considered more, more equal than others. Right, mm-hmm. like that's that's, that's what not it an is. Accident. You're right. It's a cop out. It's not an accident. It's easy for them to say, "Oh, well, I care about this, but I don't really care about those other things." That is, it's a total cop out because secretly those people must like that stuff. Yeah, well, that's what's interesting about the the pro life argument. And by the way, I'm just saying that is how some people think, and that could be what drives the everything about the voting process. I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying that's good. We're all in agreement here, just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, uh, but I also want to state that, like, I found it ironic when evangelicals support Trump, mm-hmm. and this is a guy who's cheated on every on every one of his wives, like demonstrably true. See, but that's fact. what I mean. He has it's a, it's a and breaking. Out. Like it's John, we we went through the remember we went through the list that he broke nine out of ten commandments, and yeah, we and the only one we could improve is whether he's murdered a guy, which we wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I, I mean, look, even, even on the most simple biblical terms, I believe he's broken all seven deadly sins. Mm-hmm. Like again, I'm, I'm like, I'm talking like, like, like three year old religion here. Well, right? what are they? Like, Let's go through. I know, I know he's uh, he's a glutton. He's a fat fuck. So like he's a greed, gluttony is most right? certainly don't greet. Yep. Oh, absolutely. I yes. love money. He said that. He also thinks that exercise, yep. like uh, that, you have a set amount of energy, and exercise like reduces it, so you shouldn't exercise. In that moment, he's right. <laughs> Look I mean, like, I, again. I'm just life force. <laughs> It, it, no, like it, literally in that moment, if I exercise, like if I if I run a mile, it's going to be a lot harder to walk up ten flights of stairs. You know, in that moment. Mm-hmm. Look I, again to, to not not to make this whole podcast just about this issue, but again, it's just like this is again, it's just a cop out, and that's the thing that I think people are being woke to, where they realize mm-hmm. I can't just support one thing and forget about all the others. And I think you see this in young people where they actually are starting to realize, if like, no, wait a minute, you can't, you have to believe in all of these things because at the underlining all of them is the the right to live how you want to live that's the that's the core of all of these issues that these sides are fighting over and you can't pick some over the others we all have the same equal right to live period Mm -hmm. to live the way that we want to live and to have the same access to the thing and again it's across all of these issues you can't pick one and ignore the other and i think and i give young people credit as of for now they seem to realize that a lot better than the rest of us have 
Um, and so I just hope it continues. And again, I'm not as offended by cancel culture because if you really want to be a capitalist, then you'll do things that, and again, you see corporations doing this now, right? Starbucks, hey, you can wear a Black Lives Matter shirt because Starbucks, is a cap- that's a capitalist organization. So if we're yep. going to live by the true principles of America, then you'll change your behavior because people will stop supporting you if you don't. And yep. if we're going to live by the values of America, then so be it. That's the way that it works. Hey, people were not shopping at black businesses because there was a black guy in charge of it, right? That happened, uh, you know, I mean, hell, probably 40 years ago. Probably still happens today. Oh, I'm not going there. Indians own that store. I'm not shopping in a store with Chinese people. You know that happens. So mm-hmm. if white people can do that in a capitalist society, so can everybody else. And so that's why, as far as I'm concerned, cancel culture, when it comes to corporations and stuff, I don't. I'm sorry, but that's the way that it works. People don't want to spend their money with you. They don't want to buy your books. Too bad. You need to change your behavior because that's what the market demands of you. Um, yeah. And so that's where I just strictly out of, on that end. It's just like, hey, I don't really feel bad for you. I'm sorry, but you, yeah, you just, you're on the wrong side of history this time. I want to I want to transition because I did have something on the list here to talk about that I did want that uh, I Let's think when it. cancel culture does well. Aunt Jemima, <laughs> dead. Yeah. What? Yeah. So uh, any thoughts on that? I'm surprised it took <laughs> that long, to be honest. I forgot all about Aunt right. Jemima. <laughs> Why has it taken so long to be to start looking at these, you know, brands and saying, wait, <laughs> this is... What else? What else is on the list? I know they say Aunt Jemima is gone, so that's being rebranded as something else. Which, Uncle Ben is... I mean, how right? hard... Uncle, Uncle Ben out. is it? Yeah. They got Uncle Ben in the crosshairs. You know, he's uh, taking him out. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to think if there's anything. Else. Again, it's it's funny because I've just been out of the U.S. long enough to forget some of this. Um, yeah, I don't know. To me, those are the two. I mean, again, maybe the cream of white wheat guy is next. I believe there's a there's a black dude, black chef in front of that. Um, cream of wheat guy? Yeah, yeah. There's this black guy with a chef's hat. But that, again, that's less offensive, but... I'm I'm assuming that just having black people is your mascot. No, cream of wheat is extremely racist. I just typed it in. There's a big CNN article, CNN business article <laughs> about cream of wheat. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'll send this to you. But yeah, so cream I'll of wheat apparently this. is next. This guy, he's definitely uh, yeah. So look, man, I just think it's it's time for all of these mascots. These symbols. oh god, yeah. So, looking at this image. Yeah, maybe, so maybe cream of wheat ain't got no vitamins. I don't know what what them things is. Oh, yeah, and Jesus. again, it's just like <laughs> look. To be honest, to be honest with Whoa. you, what's really next is sports teams. Because I'm sorry, the Washington Redskins. Yeah, that's you gotta, crazy. You gotta change your name. It's nuts that that's still the name of a professional football team. Yeah, that one's wild. It's like it's a racial slur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I feel like I feel like it's been brought up. A number of times and then everyone's just like oh whatever and like it goes away again why you know know. just just change (laughs) because because we have add we have add and we you always need the next thing to to occupy yourself like i'd argue that the black lives matter protests are a large reason to why people are now going out and being more reckless with social distancing Mm -hmm. and COVID-19 because then literally the news cycle was 24-7 COVID-19. These are the numbers. These are the spreads. These are all the other things. CNN had a the counter on the side the whole day. And now it's probably 50. It was, and then once the protest started, I'd say it became like 75-25. 75 protests, 25 COVID. And now it's probably like 
20% because now you have like, and 15% because now you have the protests and you have this John Bolton thing coming out. It, it, they're they're always looking for the next thing. They have fatigue. It's like, remember that missing Malaysian Airlines flight? Yeah. Yep. They, stopped, they stopped talking about that when they had something more exciting to talk about. And it took a little while, but they got there eventually. Um, so the Redskin not- thing is going to be back in the spotlight. But guess what? Is that going to go away? I don't think... Did they explicitly have like a, a key decision made on that, and they decided to keep it? Like, well, well it's the, in the last time the, the, it's the owner of the team, Daniel Snyder, said multiple times, "I'm not changing the name of this team." And it's right. kind of well, it needs cancel that guy. He's out. That is the league that's collectively bargained between all of the owners to come up and say, "Dude, you need to change your name, or you're not going to be an owner anymore." I mean, it's very similar to Donald Sterling, right? Who was the owner of yep. the. Um, of the Clippers, right? Like you have a guy that's very openly said awful things on recording and he's, you know, housing discrimination. You start digging up into his past and they took the team from him. And Mm -hmm. it might come to a point where you need to tell Daniel Snyder, what what do you want to choose? Either we collectively bargain that you're going to lose this team and we'll pay you out to leave so we can change this name or you just change the stupid name of your team. Pick one. Yeah. Yeah. And it just needs to, and again, look. Why isn't that happening? Because the NFL has an awful track record, track record with all of this stuff, you just need to look at Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Now the NFL yeah. wants to come out and say all of this stuff about well, now we support black. And Colin Kaepernick was the first person who lost his job mm-hmm. over taking a knee of just saying, "Hey, I'm I'm trying to I'm taking a knee," and because he asked, he actually asked the military member, "What should I yes. do?" And this the, is the most ridiculous said, part the of the whole story. The most respectful yeah. thing you can do is just go down on one knee. That's the most respectful. Yeah, because the first thing he did was sit down. He yes. was sitting down for a while. And then the guy's like, hey, man, that's more disrespectful. It'd be yes. better to take a knee. And then he did. And then people lost their shit. And the because... NFL blackballed him from the league. They Again, they literally yeah. blackballed him. Yeah. He is not – he was he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. And then oh, just through this, they decide, oh, well, you know, oh, well, maybe he's not as good. It's all, it's all BS. All of it. And so yeah. the NFL's track record on all of this is awful awful and it's why i think you're gonna have a serious problem when you have all of these black pa- players specifically speaking out against the league saying you're you are not doing enough i'm gonna kneel for every game and i wish for you to get rid of me and it's gonna be all of them so i think it's gonna be very interesting because to me the washington redskins logo is probably the next to go that one needs to go immediately yeah definitely i mean the name the logo all of, all it. of it i mean look if they and, and you could change your name to anything what, anything what was the pelicans what was the pelicans before they became the pelicans they were the um the new orleans hornets and the hornets went to charlotte and mm. so then they changed their name to the pelicans yeah okay like that that's crazy that's a that's a horrendous that is that is a horrible name so literally you could make your name anything look look anything look if you (laughs) if tampa bay can take the devil out of the devil ray's name because people complain about that that was offensive to god yeah so you can change the name yeah so the tampa bay yeah yeah yeah. sports by the way (laughs) oh yeah this is this is true go on they were they were called the devil rays for years right tampa bay's new baseball team was expansion baseball team in the 90s i believe and they were called the devil rays like the stingray underneath the water called the devil rays enough people came out and said you know we don't want devil in the name and i believe that they actually went after the new jersey devils as well and the new jersey devil's like hey and Tampa Bay Devil Rays changed their name to the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. And this maybe happened about, what, five, six years ago? Changed the branding, changed all of it. So if you can do that over a sea creature, you can do that over a racial stereotype of a, of, a, of, an, of a Native Not American. 
No, 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 no. Let me explain. Now, You're not doing it over a, a sea creature. real sea creature. Oh, uh, that's a good a question. <laughs> because I'm, I'm curious because if it is, then there's even less of a leg to stand on for changing it. If it's just a it is. I need to. Animal. It's the devil uh, fish. Stop. Yeah. I need to take control. I need to take control right now and get <laughs> you educated me earlier. So now I'm going to educate you right now. All right. Have a seat. Classes in session. Okay. <laughs> when you have the name devil rays and devil is on your jacket in Florida, you are inviting heaven to come down and smite you in the form of hurricanes tornadoes because that's what they'd say down there and just and just wreak havoc down in the, in florida and the rest of the panhandle okay we cannot have that you are offending god okay that is a big <laughs> difference than than upsetting a few native americans all right big difference into defending the, into upsetting the guy who could send natural disasters down upon us and people who we've designated to reservations after we've massacred their people. All right. That's the difference. Right decision, mm-hmm. right priorities. All right. In case you're curious, any questions, it is a real <laughs> animal. It's yes. called a <laughs> giant devil ray or a devil fish. And it looks cool as hell. And it can jump out of the water and it totally has horns and a tail and I'm super into it. So why wouldn't you want to name your sports team after this animal? It literally I just told you, were you not paying attention? It can literally fly out of the water. (sighs) These these images are incredible. It's so like leaping out of the water. It's the it does look like a it does look like a demon. It looks like a flattened demon. It's amazing. It's pretty cool. It's like it's like Batman. If Batman was a, a fish, was a <laughs> fish, he'd be something like this because it's got like the full wingspan. Yeah, it's sure. Great. That's so, pretty cool. They had a cool logo too. But anyway, you understand now. Now you get it, right? Right. Totally cool. get it. Well, glad we got past that. All right, um, John. John, you want to talk about this conspiracy theory that you sent me? Uh, uh, sure. If you can resend it to me, because I don't remember. Um, read it yeah just read it go for it let's talk about some news here all right arlen you have no idea but this is from the most reputable news source we could possibly have rt the russian times their slogan is question more so there you go here we go ex nhl star datsuk datsuk how do you pronounce that he was a red wing you would know datsuk of course datsuk hold up hold up at monastery defended by Cossacks with priest who claim COVID is a cover up to mic to microchip population. Makes sense to me. Here we go. Former NHL star Pavel Datsuk is reportedly among those holed up at a Russian monastery where a priest has seized control and guarded the area with Cossacks after being told to stop services due to his COVID 19 conspiracy beliefs. Former Detroit Red Wing star Datsuk, 41, is set to be at Oh, here we go. (laughs) Ekaterinburg's Ekaterinburg's Central Rural's Monastery, where according to local media, Shigumen, Father Superior, Sergius, has taken over after ousting the abbess of the the convent. I don't know what that means. Basically, (laughs) this dude's taken over. Hell of a sentence for you. Did you understand any of that? <laughs> I'm reading it, so yeah, I kind of get it. I think the abbess for the convent is like the hot, like the highest up person. It's like a church, right? In the convent, yeah, yeah like the nun, cool. like the head nun. Yeah. All right. 
Here we go. The power grab comes after Sergis was reportedly banned from conducting religious duties because of his claim that the COVID-19 outbreak was a pseudo pandemic and that it was being used as an excuse to microchip the public. The priest is also said to have complained that the closure of churches in Russia during the coronavirus crisis was done under pressure from the atheist from the atheistic authorities. On taking control, Sergis reportedly refused to entry to local religious leaders while journalists in the area have claimed the site is being guarded by Cossacks loyal to the priest. In an even more bizarre twist, okay, reports are, reports now state the former Red Wing center Datsuk, who currently plays for hometown club, eh, Jesus, these fucking <laughs> Russian words, Avtomobilist, Ekaterinburg, okay, in the KHL, is at the facility supporting the rebel leader. Sergis is reportedly the hockey star's personal confessor. That's quote. Yeah, so read this okay, last go ahead. and then we can stop because I, th- okay. I think that's enough. <laughs> quote, Father Sergis has been my spiritual father for more than 10 years. He is he has a burning, loving heart. He sees me through and through. And quote, Datsuk said of the priest, Russian media support reports. So, so this is huh. so, th- so this is apparently no one knows if this is true or not. Which what, is the microchipping part? It like like whether or not Pavel Datsuk, because again, I got this news story pretty much from like the Detroit News, because this guy was the captain of the Detroit Red Wings. He's part of many Stanley Cups. He's like a star, right? I think I think he's been on some of those Stanley Cup teams. Um, anyways, yeah, he's basically like he sort of disappeared, and he was like, "Well, I'm just going to go back to Russia. I don't really want to play in the NHL anymore. I'm going to go back to Russia and just keep playing." But you can play hockey forever. I mean, me and Jason yeah. are still playing. You can play hockey until you're sixty. Um, with the guy's 70s place yeah exactly you can play hockey forever so it's his just- son is the guy that i watched get body slammed if you remember that uh <laughs> that story it was amazing yeah so so it's just it's it's interesting the fact that you're hearing this news and you don't know whether or not it's true or not whether or not they're just throwing his name in there to say oh this star that americans know right because if you're a hockey fan you know who this dude is um that like hey this guy is in here with this priest who is basically taken over this this con- like he's basically holding every i mean hostage is a is a probably not the word you want to use but he's sort of like yeah, holding sounds right again that, sounds that's kind of what accurate. it is right it's like a hostage situation yep, where he's going like i'm gonna hold yeah. services because this is a pseudo pandemic this thing doesn't exist it's not real um so yeah just it's one of those things you're like you never know what's true coming out of russia or not but if pavel datsuk is involved in this it's extremely odd <laughs> it's just very weird <laughs> got a man on the inside you got a detroit man on the inside yeah it's odd. i think it's so, possible right i mean all right let's talk odds are odds of russia microchipping all these guys now that they're stuck at home <laughs> i mean if it wasn't this they would have done it already so sure why not yeah yeah also how how this is what a weird way to microchip a population by saying all right nobody do anything it's All right, not then then easy to microchip someone. You have to like That's what I'm infect saying. someone with a microchip device. It's not like you can do it like secretly and they won't know. Now, if you're talking about nano chipping somebody, now bear with me, okay? Everybody's inside. They can now disperse nano chips in the air that you will just breathe in once everything reopens. And they'll put them in the air conditioned units. Bam, that's how conspiracy theories start. What? What didn't you understand about that? What's made perfect sense? Well, a microchip is small, a nanochip is smaller. (laughs) Smaller. (laughs) Is it small enough to be airborne? Of course. 
<laughs> don't don't believe a word you say. It's nano. Well, here's you know, it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I could tell you. Let's see, nano. Um, so just to clarify, let's see. Pablo Datsuk won two Stanley Cups. He was on the team in 2002 and 2008 with the Wings. So. One nano is 0.001 micro. Okay, so think about that. Sure. Are you thinking about it? <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Whatever that no, I'm thinking. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a small enough particle to breathe in, but I'm telling you, it is. I'm believe I'm just, it. I'm That's also just surprised that you haven't seen more religious conspiracies coming out because you think that like this is sort of end of days type of event where you'd think that you'd have more of these radical fanatics coming out making their claims to what's actually happening um yeah like again like i'm not surprised by this because if you're going to be part of a sort of a very cultish religion i know that's probably the wrong way to say it but just a religion that is very diehard and very you know stringent on the things that they're teaching that this is a perfect opportunity that you would latch on to to get some of those stronger more out there beliefs into your community hmm. yeah the Big Hack, How China Used a Tiny Chip to Infiltrate U.S. Companies. No, that's not what I'm looking for. But here's a cool headline that I'm not going to read. Smart Dust, a complete computer that's smaller than a grain of sand. <laughs> and a grain Boom. of sand is still pretty big, though, to be in your body. Just smaller that. than a grain of sand. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What's wrong with you people? You're just trying to deny the inevitable that we're all fucked. <laughs> I mean, one grain of sand getting into uh, a clam is how you end up with a pearl, is it not? It is. Yes, it is. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It is. So a grain of sand is pretty big. And that just like fucks up with the clam's digestive system and then they shit out of pulp. How does that work? No, it like <laughs> irritates it and it, you know, it deposits whatever pearl is made out of <laughs> onto it until it just like builds up into a pearl, I think, is how it works. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because clams are Got like it. filters, basically. Mm-hmm. They like filter water. Like that's their that's why they're really important to the ocean. Is that clams and mussels, they pretty much act as purifiers of water. With everybody being indoors and restaurants being closed, is it, I, I should look this up, but I, I was just wondering about this. Does has the fish population been restored at all? Like Japan was overfishing the hell out of uh out of these seas, and they were like, Yeah, if you just stopped eating fish for a month, then these all would come back. So did that happen? No, people still. I know they didn't stop. I know they didn't stop eating fish, but there weren't restaurants that were accumulating supply, and it's not like everybody individually was taking that supply. You're taking a huge, a whole lot of the demand off the table. But I guess in areas where that, like you guys, still had like deliveries and stuff open, right? Like restaurants didn't completely close. So some, but even then, you wouldn't. Most restaurants are be a little different. I mean, some restaurants are still doing takeout, but. You know, for most restaurants in New York, that's not really lucrative or, like, viable. Um, And I'm sure that's true in a lot of other places. Yeah. So, demand Uh, has definitely gone down, I'm sure. I have no idea how that's impacted commercial fishing, but I definitely have friends I could ask. All right, yeah. Let me know. Uh, We'll we'll, we'll follow up on that another time. Okay, so... (laughs) Um, I did 
if there was time, we have a little bit of time. Uh, we could still we could still talk about this. I for the reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. I was curious to get your thoughts on these uh, on the statues being taken down, Confederate statues being taken down, and um, the question which is coming up of how far do you go in taking down statues? Like, do you take down the founders of the statues? So we can do that quick if you want to go around the horn here and have a quick discussion. Sure, I'll, I'll let Arlen start. Go ahead. Oh, um, I think it's good that Confederate statues are being taken down. I think it's about time. Um, <laughs> you know, you didn't win the Civil War. Get over it. <laughs> you lost. What if what if they put big signs over the statues that said losers and then pointed <laughs> down at them? Like that's the compromise. We're not we're not gonna we we'll leave them up, but we'll put context by saying they're losers and that they supported slavery and that we do not condone them and that they are traitors. Um, I think removing them and putting up a different monument um, that conveys that message uh, is more effective and makes more sense. And that's what we should be doing. Where do you stand on the case of like the founders, like Like, statues of Washington and Jefferson? Because people are saying this is where, you know, there's there's a the the far left, I'll call it just because that is who's saying it, where they're saying that because they were slave owners, they should also be taken down. Um, and that's where I think this gets more nuanced and interesting. Yeah, I think it's a little more complicated. We are still a country. Um, those people did still found this country. I think it's really important to have nuanced conversations about what it means to quote unquote, discover a place who was here before, you know, the United States was quote unquote discovered and all of the, horrible things that led to this country being founded. Um, I think, you know, I was lucky enough in middle school to get a really well-rounded education in that, um, in that respect that I think, especially in, you know, the nineties really wasn't the norm. Um, and I think absolutely should be, um, as far as removing monuments to the founders of this country, I think unless we're going to, I mean, I think there just needs to be more context, you know, um, kind of like what I was saying earlier, the world was a very different place at that time. Um, and so I think it's important to kind of look at the history in context and um interrogated appropriately but um yeah i mean i guess i haven't looked at full well-rounded arguments for removing those specific monuments and so i don't want to argue against that until i see the complete argument for it um but my two cents is i think it's very I think it's different from removing monuments to um, Confederate uh, generals and um, mainly because they lost. Do you, do you John, technically what do you know what the 
what the what the Confederacy would be called today? It's treason. Yeah, yeah. Treason. Exactly. Those people committed traitors. They committed treason against the government of the United States of America. Like there's no it's not that we had two sides and one side won. It's that that side rebelled against the government and lost. So they could they 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 did two things. They won, they committed treason, and then they lost. (laughs) So the the problem that I the problem that I have with most of these statues is that do you know when they were put up? You think they After were put up the in like War. 1865 or like no, 18? They're put up in like the early 90s, like Jim Crow era, right? They're put up like 1940, 1945, yeah. 1950. Yeah. Like the, the, these aren't statues that were put up in like 1700. And it's right. just like, oh, we love Robert Lee and his family before the Civil War. And then, you know, it just happens to still be here. No, they put these up. After they knew what these people stood for, and they put them up in these specific strategic locations to continue to support basically the ideals of the Confederacy, which, quite frankly, is white supremacy. Yeah. Yep. So my my rule is if your statue did not exist before 1861, it's coming down. (laughs) (laughs) So George George Washington's statue was up there in 1800. Look, the world was different. Everybody owned slave. People in the North and South. We get it. Okay. As a black person, I understand. That's just the way that it was. But after 1861, you have no excuse. You knew it was wrong and you decided to not only fight against your government, you then lost. And then 60 years later, you want to put a 80 years later, you want to put a statue up? Nah, man, pull that, pull all of it down. Every last bit of it. Because it doesn't make any sense. Why are these statues up in the first place of treasonous losers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, Jake Tapper put it well that um, because Trump is, of course, aligning with the people who want to keep them up because those are his people. So he has to. And he's basically a full throat white supremacist at this point is that he's uh, is that he's aligning himself with dead dead losers i think that was what it was or it was like uh treasonous dead losers or that, something that, like that they it, are like yeah yeah but my my thing is this are. that yeah and, I, and i'm with you uh that these these should not be in public spaces i'm not for i think they should be taken down i don't think they should be taken down by protesters because i think that these are things that should probably be in a museum with uh, context. I, I don't even buy that. That's BS. Not from some statue that was built during World War II. What does that need to be in a museum for? You're already in a history book. We already learn about you more than we learn about African-American history or about slave history. We talk about all these dudes. We talk about the Civil War ad nauseum in, in schools in the U.S. That's enough. I don't need some Textualize it in the point that some, that some white supremacists built this shit in the 1940s. Again, but that's what you'd but, say. But why do I need that? Is why do I need to know that? I don't need to know that at all. I don't care about when the statue. Um, this isn't a. This isn't an homage to some dude who's a bronze statue maker. It's an homage to the guy himself, to the actual human being. No one looks up there and goes, "Oh no, the artist that made this." But it's art. No one is. No one is saying that this is art. They're trying to go the history route, which to me is complete and utter BS. Losers don't get statues. Hitler doesn't have a statue in Germany. No. no, and this no. would be. I actually do wonder. I don't. I highly doubt it. I do wonder though. Is there any sort of like, yeah, in in a museum or any sort of that? Like, I know that the Germans like openly embrace their history and acknowledge the the dark shit that happened, and that's the big. That's one of the differences that people point out between the U.S. history of slavery and 
and the germ and Germany with the Nazis. Like that's an interesting correlation, but I don't know what kind of like actual representation of Hitler is in a, is in German museums. So I don't have the answer to that. I'm sure. I think there are several Holocaust museums, right? Yeah, of course. I, I, I mean, the concept. I was just going to say, how long does it take to make a statue anyway? Have been I made mean, into museums where. Why do we make statues also? That, that whole process is kind of weird. Wasn't that against the Bible as well? Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> no false idols. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but I guess that's the thing. Like, I don't think that there's a statue of Hitler inside of some museum anywhere. I just don't. The history, though, this is history, is such nonsense to me. Oh, you're tearing yeah. down history. It's not history. Not if it's built in 1945, it's not history. I'm sorry. It's yeah. it's an idol. You built an idol to some dead dude. That's it. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, if you want to know my real stance, you should change the name of most of the cities in the U.S. too. Yeah. Most of them? Yeah, most of them. Because most of them got real. I mean, again, you should change the name. Put them back to, I mean, look, I say that coming from a country that has started to do this in New Zealand, right? New, New Zealand has actively started returning the names of some of these places Instead of sort of the British conquerors of Hamilton and all these other people, they started to go back to the native names of what these places were called when it was just the Maori and the Pacific Islanders here. So it's happening. And I think the U.S. needs to do the same, quite frankly, if you want my We have some of those. Some of those names are still the same. And uh, But I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, huh. especially in the Northeast, there are a lot of places um, yeah. in New England that still have Native American names. Um, or are derived directly from Native American names. So, I mean, that's definitely a thing here in certain parts of the country. Obviously, like what, like you have talked about on the podcast before, this country is huge and that's part of the problem, um, with, you know, addressing issues like this is some regions are, you know, really open to it and others are completely not. Yeah. Yeah, they're just stuck in those way. I think it's just people afraid of change and they're afraid of what that means for themselves. They're very insecure and afraid and in most cases old. Scared yeah. old um, scared old privileged people who realize right. that the world is changing and your privilege doesn't mean anything anymore. It doesn't mean anything that you were born a certain color of skin or that you were born at a certain time in history. Is that there is a difference between right and wrong and you need to yeah. actually wake up that you might have been wrong for 80 years. And you know what? That's okay as long as you can sort of look at it and go, yeah, you know, I benefited from it. But now that I really look at this, I can see that, yeah, this is really wrong. We shouldn't have done this. I want to be part of that change. You can't just put your head, you can't ostrich this. And so that's why people are tearing down the statues. And quite frankly, look, I'm not going to lie. Everyone loves seeing a good statue torn down. Like when they tore down Saddam's statue and drove him to like, that's a real powerful (laughs) message watching an idol of a dude, you know, who's holding something or standing there with a sword and watching the whole thing rock and come down. Like that's pretty, that's pretty powerful imaging. If you're trying to start a revolution, whether it's physical or just cultural revolution, right? Like those are some pretty stark images, which is why people do it. They don't yeah. do it because it's just the fastest way to remove a statue. They do it because you're sitting there with a video and you're watching this statue of this old racist come down. That means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, but we also need to they we need to play the game. And I think this is where some of the woke culture is getting a little too far. Kind of what I was getting at a little bit before. Where once you're going into the 
or what about Washington? What about Jefferson? They owned slaves. It's like they weren't traitors. Like let, let's let's <laughs> keep our eye on the ball here. Like they weren't traitors. There there was a time when slavery was the norm, and even and Washington, even though he had slaves most of the time, when he died, he actually freed his slaves. Now um, it took that long. Uh, then there, um, but that that was a different time. There was an explicit line with these guys where those people are traitors to the country. And the thing that they fought for was slavery. Whereas you had the other side that did not. And the other side was your country. <laughs> so right. it's a very fine line. And there, there just has to be this essence of like keeping your eye on the ball because you're going to scare the shit out of everybody else. And that is what's going to make them vote for Trump in the end. Let's, so let's change all uh, the confederacy stuff. And be then careful. let's take our time and then move back to Washington. Yeah. Because I think that the native Americans probably have have a bigger claim to that one so i think that's the community you kind of want to look at and saying wait a minute you guys are idolizing the people that came and raped and pillaged and made us march across the country in basically death marches as you slowly conquered our our nation like new york needs to go back to its native name new york has a native name the island of new york has a native name Mm -hmm. it's not new york new york is some english bs (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, so is. as far as i'm concerned are some european bs right a- amsterdam i guess is what technically new york some white people bs we'll just call it what it is yeah so like again this is, we don't know which white people it is but it's some white people so let's start yeah. with the confederacy stuff because that's real easy to me like you, you not only did you not only did you commit treason you lost so that's a double whammy after that we can go back and start going through the history of the rest of the country but let's start with robert e lee and fort bragg and all that nonsense let's start there yep yeah. yeah. All right. And also, Let's do some media therapy. Oh, also go ahead. Banning the Confederate flag. Yeah, which you, can, I, you can't. You can't ban a flag. No, I, I disagree. Yes, you can. I would disagree. I would ban a flag in public in that in public spaces. I wouldn't ban. When you say ban flags, I guess I'm misinterpreting what you're saying. Ban the flag in public spaces. Yes. Ban, meaning like happening. the private, meaning the public sector, government buildings, things like that, that should not exist. If someone wants to raise a Confederate flag, just let them show that they're an asshole and a dumb fuck. Like, so, let so them here, do it. That's freedom of speech. So here's a, a question to you, Jason. Here's a question to you. You have a neighbor, right? Like you're, you're in the uh-huh. suburbs, you're a neighbor, and a guy decides he wants to raise a Nazi flag. How are you going to feel about that? Terrible. And you're just, you're just going to sit there and look at it every morning? You'll be fine with that? I would say, hey, man, you got you to take down that flag. Like, Which please, is- for me. But I wouldn't. I would never look for a government mandate for a guy to take down a Nazi flag. I just that guy's just going to enjoy being alone and not being invited to any uh, neighborhood cookouts. But that's the problem: is that he's not alone. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. I- yeah, but he. I. I can't. <laughs> I the way no seriously like it it sucks I do not condone <laughs> the right, I don't condone someone waving a Nazi flag. But I also would not write a law that bans a flag. It's the same reason why I don't condone a law that that about burning an American flag. Like burn a flag. It's a piece of paper. So you're Go fine. Ahead. So you're fine if you're in a neighborhood and one guy has a Nazi flag and then four doors down another guy decides, oh, that's a good idea. I want to put my flag up. It's my German heritage. That doesn't make any sense. Well, that's like the, the South thing. But either way, this I mean, is my point, this is, this is a correlation I'm making. I'm making it in a very real way for you as a Jewish person yeah. to know how yeah. black people feel about the Confederate flag. That's it. I know. I, I get it. But I would also and, and honestly, my standpoint is I I do not condone the flag being being brave. But yes, in the in the spirit of freedom of speech, yes, they would they would have the right to do so. I would not make that illegal. 
because once you start saying that's illegal, then when's the next thing illegal? When's the next thing illegal? When's that? It is unfortunately, it's got to be all or nothing. Does, and that that's does flying that's how a flag I see it. Fall under freedom of speech? Yes. Does it? Freedom of expression, absolutely. It ah, you said freedom of speech. Under, doesn't it also fall under uh, spreading hate speech? Like if you decide that a symbol is like inherently uh, a hateful symbol, like mm-hmm. then isn't aren't there laws against spreading hate speech? I believe that there no. are. No. No. You the only law that's limited in freedom of speech is like, you know, like the, the example is always yelling fire in a in a crowded building. Like if you're actually doing harm, so you can offend. But if someone waves a Nazi flag, that doesn't mean they're doing harm. They are evoking harmful ideology, but they're not explicitly doing harm. And there's there's a difference. There's a fine line, and I don't like it, but I do have to condone it just based on my own ideologies, which is, yeah, say whatever you want. Like, I, I think that's, again, it's not, it's, I, I cannot support the message that's being spread, but I can support the right to do so. Right. It's that classic quote. I, I don't agree with what you say, but I'll fight to the death your right to say it. And again, and we're also, we're also looking at a document that was written in 1776 before right. any of these ideals were even thought of across yeah. the people who founded this nation. So I vehemently disagree with you. I think that That's you should fine. not be able to fly flags that have any sort of hate speech to them. If some point the American flag becomes a symbol of hate, you take that one down too. And that's I think if you're putting I think if you're putting it in government buildings and you're representing the government, it should not be there. 100%. Hey, just so you know, the Confederate flag is still on some state flags. I believe Mississippi state flag still has a Confederate flag on it. Yeah, I would probably I would <laughs> that that should probably be removed, but again, that's that's explicitly to the government. I would put towards a like how the government stands on showing the traitorous flag versus an individual who wants to have some really misguided beliefs. Cause you're not going to change the way people think a flag is not going to do that. So that's where I stand. Anyway, controversial. <laughs> we, we should, we could revisit this, but, uh, and I yeah, wonder again, if there's I, anything. I don't think I've ever disagreed uh, with you more on any topic we've talked about on this podcast about a freaking flag. Hmm. Well, what? How do you feel about uh, flag burnings, lighting the American flag on fire? Whatever, it's a flag. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough, because I would argue that lighting the American flag on fire is similar to waving a Confederate flag. It's like it's the not same thing. You're, you're showing, you're showing, thing. you're you're expressing the disapproval of your country. Yeah, you're, but, the, but the Confederate flag is about Southern pride, is what they claim it stands for. Just like you could say that the Nazi flag stands for German pride, right? Different. Well, that's a, that's a very specific. No that's a very burns, specific German no ideology. One one, well, again, it's a very specific American ideology too. The Confederate flag. Yeah. So what do you? Okay. So what do you do about? Um, so then, is it illegal to have a swastika tattoo? To me, I mean, illegal for a swastika. I mean, I think it's really stupid <laughs> because they get like, one. Yeah, but that's the same as the flag. Yeah, but again, what's the difference between personal, a swastika tattoo and a flag? Because one's on your personal body, on your physical body. So I think if you want to get a Confederate flag, what about a shirt? Body, what, about a, what about a Nazi shirt? Yeah, again, I don't think anything anything that I can rem- to police what women do with their bodies all the time. So why not yeah, everyone? I mean, 
which is wrong. I, I agree that that's wrong too. See, we're finding common ground here. All right, l- let's get back to this conversation. I want to get back to this in a, in a week. Yeah, we can. We can to be continued. Wrong, <laughs> and it's just I just want to spar with you specifically. I all right, fine. I encourage. All right, ding ding ding, everybody, come in next week for round two of Should You Wave the Nazi Flag in a in a heated compet- in a heated match between Jason and Sean. This will be an epic fight to the death. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the topic that ends this podcast forever. <laughs> I do wonder, though. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I think, you know, it, it's healthy conversation. So I can't believe I'm like defending somebody flying a Nazi flag, but here saying, we are. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I'd be fascinated to hear if you're listening, if you're out there, somebody send me any feedback one way or the other, and I will read it unless you tell me not to. Uh, but yeah, I'm very interested to see where, where people stand on this. Um, and I'll even hit up some people. Otherwise I'll ask Drew, maybe Drew should join that one, get him on board or Chris. If he ever responds to my, to my fucking text. Anyway, I think he's done with us. And that was before this debate. So, all right. Uh, media therapy. Let's, let's watch, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's clear the air a little bit here. Arlen. Yes. What do you got for us? Ooh, um, gosh, what have we been watching lately? Um, we've been watching Kim's Convenience. We just got it's. I think there are a bunch of seasons, but we've just got through season one. Um, what is that? It is a Canadian sitcom about a Korean family living in Canada, and they have like a convenience store, and it's just like about their life, and it's really funny and cute. Um, what else have we been watching? We recently watched all of the IT crowd, which was hilarious. And I kind of just want to rewatch the whole thing again because it's so good. Um, you sent me a message about this saying it's some of it's problematic. Oh, I, I watched a couple episodes of that. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> but it's old. It's like, I mean, it ended like what? five six years ago like it's very much like of its time like you know it's funny though Hmm. you can't think of any problematic things on that show uh it's been a while since i watched it so i can't necessarily say one way or the other but i would assume every show literally every show is or will be problematic at some point Yeah, probably. I mean, like one of my favorite episodes is the one where um, uh, they go to the theater and like one of them tries to use the handicap restroom and then ends up like having to pretend that he's disabled for the rest of the episode. It is something like that. And it's always sunny, right? Where they faked having disabilities to pick up to pick up girls or pick up men god yeah so like it's obviously super problematic but the delivery is just hilarious but that's the line right that's the that's what makes a joke work right because it can be an offensive joke and if it's if it's funny it works if it's not then it's offensive yeah like it's a fine line so if it makes you laugh that works why not John, I know we we wanted to talk about some Last of Us. We could do that separately. Yep. 
Um, yeah, it's pretty much been Last of Us the last couple of days and been super busy with work. So I haven't watched much of anything, to be honest. Um, a few odd okay. shows here or there. Still watching Billions. Of Married at First Sight? I haven't been able to. We need to get back to that because all of the 90 Day Fiance stuff, all 80 million different versions of that show are slowly because of the COVID-19 problem. <laughs> it's like all of these episodes are like, yeah, the whole concept of the show falls apart when you can't really fly to other people's countries and do stuff. Yeah. Um, so I need to get back into Married at First Sight. But yeah, otherwise, it's just been extremely busy at work in creating media therapy instead of indulging in it. Hmm. Well, because I didn't have something prepared, here's a quick, uh, here's a quick uh, question that we'll end the podcast on. Speaking of billions, who's older? Damian Lewis or Paul Giamatti? Damian Lewis, by the way, is the co-star. Yes. Billions. Yeah. I don't know who that is. He He played played, uh, um, Homeland. And Winters in Band of Brothers, the main guy. Oh, yeah. I know who he is. Um, the redheaded Welsh guy. <laughs> yeah. He's he's ageless, but in the opposite way of Paul Giamatti. Yes. <laughs> like, he's looked the same question. forever. Is he older or younger? Because, I mean, they're both in the show and they both interact with each other. So, <laughs> I mean, I would guess that he's younger than Paul Giamatti. Definitely looks younger. So I'm going to go with younger. Yeah. Arlen, what do you think? Younger. By how many years? I'm going to say by two. I can never okay. remember how old Paul Giamatti is. <laughs> no, nobody can. That's why, that's why it's a fun game. <laughs> that's part of the fun. <laughs> is that- oh, we missed, we should have had a, we should have had a celebration because Paul Giamatti's birthday was two weeks ago. No. Uh, but um, so Damien Lewis is four years younger oh, than Paul Giamatti. Younger. Okay. That's about Thanks. right. He looks like, he what, do they, what do they, what do they look like when they're next to each other? Do they look like they're four years apart? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, they look like they're about two years apart. They look close, similar in age. Um, but Paul Giamatti definitely looks older because Damien Lewis has a full red-headed head of hair. So Yeah. He's got a good chin. Yeah, good he chin. has a very, very solid chin. Great chin. <laughs> it's good, good face. Good face. All right. Well, with that, what a, what a ride. What a ride. That was a good one. Um, we covered yes. a lot. We did cover a lot. Things got intense. Um, I, I think I appreciate you should, uh, perspective on the podcast. It makes me feel a lot better. At least that we've got rounded opinions. Um, that yeah. don't always agree, which is great. So thank you Arlen, for and joining it, us. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think what you, you should do if you're listening, you should call up a family member who you disagree with. Um, you know, politically speaking, approach them, ask them about these questions and be like, Hey, what do you think about these statues? You think they should still be there? Why are you so racist? Shouldn't they be replaced with uh, he's abroad statues? You know, just uh, uh, something that shows uh, unity with uh, big statues of um, of me and John and how they the height difference is hilarious. And, um, you know, and a QR code that you could link to this to this uh, to this podcast. And then be like, yeah, well, what do you think about that? Because that seems like a much better use of our funds. And when they say, what's He's Abroad podcast? Well, then you're like, oh, well, let me send you a link. And then you share this with them. And then they listen to it. And that's how this grows. So do that. And buckle up. Send me your feedback for the for the big flag debate. And I did a quick Google search. And poof, John's got his work cut out for him. Until next time, this podcast is over.